0: My name is Carly, and I am an entrepreneur. These are the real, raw, and honest stories of myself, my colleagues, and my dearest friends. How we followed our dreams and continue to scale the mountain of success every day. Learn what it takes to make the next step and join us on the climb. Get ready to pull up your boss straps because this is Bossy Club. Hey guys, today's episode is with Chloe Lane, the founder of the Gourmet Cotton Candy Cart in Los Angeles called Bon Puff. She is someone I've known for many years. We have worked together on lots of events across the county. She is exceptionally wise as a business owner, starting this out of her bedroom with an idea She saw a hole in the marketplace and jumped on it. Shortly after launching her company, she was named 30 Under 30 Zagat Award for her innovation in the culinary space with cotton candy. She is humble. She's kind. She is someone that you should know if you have not heard of her. It's her very first podcast, and I'm so excited to have her on. So please welcome Chloe Lane.
1: Hi, Chloe. How are you doing today? I'm doing so good. I've been really looking forward to this.
0: <laughs> I know. It has been... When you said you were going to come on, I was so excited. You're one of my favorite colleagues in the industry. And for those that don't know about Bond Puff, tell us a little bit about that. Co- the company that you started.
1: Sure. So um Bond Puff was an idea that I had in um, 2012 when I was in a uh, senior in high school. And I decided to start the business 2013. And um, Bon Puff is basically just a cotton candy catering business. And um, we specialize in private events. And we were also the first to kind of do modern, chic cotton candy service. Um, So we have a lot of fun gourmet flavors that we created Um, Some of my favorites are salted caramel, mango chili, honey rose, lychee green tea. Um, And we actually received a Zagat 30 under 30 award for um, our culinary advancement in the realm of cotton candy. Wow.
0: That's amazing. And right out of high school.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't get into any of the colleges that I wanted to go to. And I, I was feeling just kind of lost, you know, after high school and, it was an idea that I had, and I really didn't set out to start a business, but I was really passionate about the idea, and I had very supportive parents who you know definitely encouraged creativity and thinking outside the box, so yeah,
0: that's awesome so why why was cotton candy like was did it just stick out to you like as something that didn't have? Um, enough like market behind it, or was it like sort of an accident? How did you why, why cotton candy? I guess is my big question.
1: I love that question. Um, honestly, it's a little bit of both. I grew up loving cotton candy, it was by far my favorite treat. Um, Disneyland, the pier, ball games like I was always asking for cotton candy. Um, and I think it's it's one of those treats that's actually very hard to find you kind of have to be at the right kind of place where they're going to be offering cotton candy. And so I think that always was really fun because it was rare and it was special. And if you were having cotton candy, you knew you were having a fun time. Um, And I also think I was really inspired by the fact that it was sort of stuck in like the past. It was always pink and like there was a clown on the packaging and I was kind of like, ah, that like, it could be so much more. Um, and so I really felt like cotton candy needed to be like brought into the future. Um, and I was really inspired that that was just something that no one had really thought of yet. Um, and so I think that's sort of what pushed me to start on Puff.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And you, um, what, remind me again, what year did you start?
1: So I, I started in 2012, um growing the business I didn't officially start until 2013
0: got it okay so we were kind of in the same I think I'm a couple years older than you but we were kind of in the same like realm of like weddings events were starting to kind of become this expression of your personality totally something that wasn't this like you know tool and lace like has to be this thing
1: totally exactly um
0: I think when I think of you and then obviously like Carly Rae weddings I think of this like kind of epic timing too of like Mm. people were really wanting that type of thing at that time and just seeing just kind of being parallel to you in the timing like you have like you're everywhere every every place I like have a floral job or you're I'm doing a wedding somebody's like I want cotton candy I'm like I know the girl
1: (laughs) that's so awesome
0: so um I think that you have just shown like exceptional innovation and like it's just really cool to know you and like Mm. learn from you in this like crazy industry that is the events world anyway um I love that
1: that was so sweet I I, I'm with you on all of that I think it is really crazy just the timing of things, you know, cause I feel like when I had the idea for Bon puff, I was kind of like, I'll do farmer's markets and I'll, you know, maybe right. I'll take my cart somewhere and I'll just like sell it on the street. I, I really didn't realize kind of the amazing whimsical timing of just the event industry growing. Um, yeah. And obviously once I was, you know, after my first unique LA show where I, debuted Bon Puff and our cart and our flavors and started kind of connecting with people, getting people, you know, handing out business cards, the inquiries I were getting were for parties. And so that really was kind of the route we took and have been kind of on that track since then. And I just think it's, it's so awesome. Just, you know, how serendipitous just timing can be, you know, and and moving forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you started like in your, like, I think I saw an interview where you said you started in your bedroom. Yes.
1: <laughs> totally. <laughs> how, like,
0: this is the thing that I always like love to ask is like, how did you get the courage to, or where did you find the courage, maybe is the better question, to start something with like little resource? Whichever yeah. side you have to add, little resource. That's totally. Kind
1: of I think for me, I had like a really healthy anxiety about the idea. Mm. I didn't, I think I didn't necessarily, you know, graduate high school and be like, I want to be a business owner. That wasn't really the goal. I think it really was realizing I had a really special idea that I hadn't seen done before and really feeling like I had this just healthy anxiety to like start it. Like I wanted, I wanted to bring this idea like into the world. Um, And so I think because I kind of had that drive, I was really just inspired, like, okay, like, how can I just start with what I have? Um, And, you know, my, my, it was my childhood bedroom. So I was living at home with my parents and it was like my bed off to a corner. And then it was like my, like two carts and like my sugar jars and my chalkboard sign and my uniforms hanging up. And, you know, I think, I think it was just this really fun, exciting time in my life where, I just had this passion and this drive to start something. And, you know, when you have that determination, you kind of are just like, I got to just make it happen for myself. You know, nothing can really stop me and I've got to use just with what I have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think like the kind of through line in talking to so many creative um, entrepreneurs and business owners, it's like, you kind of just have to start and that is just every episode too. It's like, what is it? It's like, you just have to kind of set aside the what ifs and try it. Like, just jump a, off of a little cliff, see if if you fly, and then totally. you get the to do more. And I think like, in building like primary pedals right now as a mm. nationwide brand, mm. um, you know, there is, it's a totally different market. It's a totally different conversation. Like, I can build, you could give me any event a business plan and I can like mm-hmm. grow it it's totally just, but like something different and so it's like being a learner of like what you don't know and like but we're gonna figure it out like <laughs> to totally track record to like make something but I think um women in particular just have a little bit of a harder time to like feel like they have the ability and like um the ability to do something
1: mm. like that. Yeah, I think it's just so good to just keep in mind it'll probably never feel like it's the right time, mm. you know? And I think in that way, that's actually incredibly freeing. Yeah. Um, I think it's obviously in everything, you know, we're talking about, I think it is important to have a plan and to dream up what the pinnacle is. But at the same time, you can't let that hold you back from just getting started and setting like realistic goals and starting small and actually being totally okay with that. Okay. So like, yeah. Can you explain
0: to us, like, what are some like hiccups in the road thus far that you weren't expecting as a business owner?
1: Yeah, I think in starting Bon Puff, there just wasn't a roadmap. There was not someone I could look to. There was not like a business that I could like, get yeah, really in- I mean there were businesses I was inspired by but it was such a specific thing that I think all like my past 7 years in business like it has been so much learning mm-hmm. um so much learning and making mistakes and learning from those mistakes and getting back up and trying again um and it's been an incredible education in that way um I think Again, I think there was ways and maybe I could have been a little more intentional in where I was going. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started it, I was also going to community college in my in Los Angeles and um, there was a point where I was trying to do both. and I think you know just trying to you know go to college, get an education, also running my own business, and at a certain point, I had to like make a decision because both were not going to be done at a high level unless I did. And I ultimately decided that I was going to pursue my own business. And um, I think I probably could have saved myself some time kind of maybe going into it a little more and, you know, intentionally, but it's also hard because I was so young and also just the sentiment of just like just getting started. You know, I think there is, you know, ways in which you get started and you don't totally know where you're going um, right. and there's beauty in that. But also I think there was probably a way in which I could have maybe game planned a little better. Um,
0: I mean, exactly. Right. And I think like there is power in saying no to something. Like mm. I've talked to, I mean, I own two businesses mm. and there is that sort of like, you know, you want to do both things well. And yeah. so how do you navigate both? And Exactly. The answer is like one thing needs to go away for a season or forever. Totally. And that is something that I think as women, we struggle mm-hmm. to feel like we can because we can multitask, but like, are we doing it well when
1: we're mm-hmm. actually doing
0: the task? Like, that's,
1: that's so well good. said. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. In terms of like the tactical, ways that like say I'm a woman who like has a dream has an idea hasn't mm-hmm. jumped off um the cliff and started something like um how do you like is there any t- tactical things that you would recommend for women who are starting something but don't know where to begin
1: definitely um this might seem like a small thing but honestly I feel like this has just been a thread kind of running throughout my entire time with bomb Puff is just like the power of kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, realizing that everyone you meet, everyone you come in contact with, everyone you work with can be like a touch point for a bigger network. Yeah. Um, and I think especially like in some industries, let's say in the party planning industry, I think it can be kind of intense. Um, a lot of pressure and you know, a lot of people coming together to work on something because sometimes there can be Tense moments. And I think going into that, you know, with just kindness, treating everyone with respect, everyone equally, um, I think has been something that has really taken me far. Um, And it's just a great way to make connections and, you know, just deepen your network. So, kindness. I know it might seem, you know.
0: No, this is good.
1: Yeah, so I think that's something that I, I love talking about and, you know, kind of spreading that idea. Um, Also, just being scrappy, again, back to just getting started, like, you know, use what you have. (laughs) Obviously, like, you can save up and get funding and all of that. But I also think you can totally use what you have. Um, And I think really being smart with money, knowing what comes in and what leaves um, has been. I'm not really the strongest math person. And so I think, you know. I've, that's something I've had to work extra hard on, right. um, but that's definitely something that I think is important. Um, and then I think for us, you know, actually purposefully staying small. Um, I, I know kind of in just like female entrepreneurs and small businesses, I think there's this like really exciting wave of like scaling and getting big and growing. And I think there's totally something to that. I also think that there's a lot of honor in in staying small and growing um, at a good pace. Um, I think for us, it's always, it's always been very important for me to be in control of everything. Um, and it's important all the decisions that we make and our clients are our most important thing. And I think remaining small has really helped us kind of, Keep that at the forefront, and I also think staying small doesn't mean trading that for success. I think for us, it's always you know quality over quantity. Yeah, that's
0: so wise, Chloe. Because you're right; a lot of people just want to kind of like miss this whole like all these gifts that are in a small space Mm -hmm. too. Exactly. Yeah, and and also like. There's so many people that scale too quickly and then they, like, can't sustain it. And so there's that sort of, like, slow and steady wins the race kind of thing. Exactly. So, like, like also, I'm just kind of train of thought. It's just this idea of, like, if you want to be a small business and not scale, like, that's not bad. Like, there's so much beauty in that. Exactly like there, like, take the pressure off and be like, okay, what do you actually want? And then like, go for that and like live in that
1: and do totally. that. Totally. Yeah, I think, you know, on the outside, our business might not look really that different than when we first started. But it's almost like an iceberg, like below that is like such a strong foundation um, that is only built by really being steady with it, being consistent, running our business ethically.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. I've never heard anyone talk about it like that. And I, hmm. um, and I think that that is so valuable to listeners. Um, so thank you so much for saying that. I'm like so much right now. Oh
1: my gosh, I'm so glad. I think, you know, it really, that sentiment is something I've kind of, I've, or that that idea is something I've really grasped onto because I think for a while, It's so easy to just compare yourself to other businesses, other women, other people doing awesome things. And I think there was always a little bit of me that almost had like a self-conscious like idea that like, oh, I haven't like grown Bon Puff to like the greatest limit, you know, like we're not like nationwide or something. And, And I think, you know, obviously those are dreams and goals. And I think it's so good to have that drive and that passion and those dreams. But at the same time, like there's a lot of honor in, you know, being so purposeful about just how you're running your business. And I think in order to grow big like that, sometimes you have to like compromise on a lot. And I think for for us, you know, we, you know, for me, just always wanting to run Bon Puff, you know, ethically and in a purposeful manner. And I think you know, staying small and also having those dreams of growing big and just taking it day by day and you know trying to just be the best that we can
0: hey guys it's your girl carly i'm here to tell you about the coolest flower delivery service that exists it's my sister company primary petals you may have heard of primary petals before but did you know that we are going nationwide it's an amazing service that sends really cool and unique flowers to anyone's doorstep in the lower 48 guys we have sent to every state and every bouquet has arrived so beautiful and so fresh which if you know is no small feat for shipping flowers for my listeners i'm giving 10% off using code bossyclass at checkout if you want to learn more please visit primarypetals.com as like someone that's been in business for 8 yeah 8 years what has been like what are some misconceptions that you run into when people like assume like, oh, you're a business owner, like this must be your life or whatever. Like, is there any misconceptions that you find um, that you want to kind of share?
1: I love them? that question so much, actually. Um, I think it's so funny because I know like my friends and family, when they think about me and like Bon Puff, they're like, oh my gosh, like it's so cool. You like make cotton candy for a living. And it, it's just so funny because that's like 10% of what I do. Um, yeah. like so little time is actually spent like at a party spinning cotton candy. Um, <laughs> there's like so much that happens behind the scenes to even get to that point. Um, yeah. And so I think that's just, that's specific to me. But um, I also think, you know, anyone who runs a business knows that what they were inspired by to start that business or what really is their passion, or joy is probably going to be a, a smaller percent you know than the actual administrative hard work of the business um and you know I think just understanding that you're just gonna you're probably gonna work harder than everyone else you know um <laughs> but it's so worth it if you love what you're doing and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day you know the those hardships you know pushing through the hard times building something from the bottom up like th- that's a hard thing to do and um but if, if it's what you love to do it's gonna get you through each day um, and I think you know for me again just like the idea of like this did not exist like I have to bring this idea into this into the world you know a cute cart gourmet flavors you know high-end cotton candy service um, that was my driving force and still honestly is you know through through hard times through tough situations you know, It's the joy of what I do that gets me through it. Right. Yeah, that's so wise.
0: Um, So obviously, like, this year has looked so different as it has looked for every single person on the Mm -hmm. earth. Yeah. So, like, how have you guys handled the, like, news of, like, the pandemic and all the cancellations and postponements? Mm -hmm. And, like, how have you taken advantage of such a dire time?
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely been... A challenging year. Um, my situation has been so interesting because we actually our genu- January and February of this year were some of our best months in actually the history of Bon Puff, which mm-hmm. is actually really surprising because usually those are our slower months, like historically. And mm-hmm. it was just so incredible. We were doing so many incredible events, and um, so it was so interesting for it to go like from a hundred to zero, right? And In some ways, it's been just a really important time because having done this for like eight years, it's been consistently like hustling for eight years. And so there really has not been a break. And so there's so many things that, ideas, plans, dreams that have kind of gone to the back burner. And so I'm finally able, able to kind of like open up those boxes and revisit those things and having the time to kind of really critically look at my business and yeah. figure out where I want to go with it, what I want to change, what I want to do differently, what's working. And so I feel like I've really tried to use this time as productively as possible um to really reassess everything. Um and I think when there is some kind of new normal and we go back to some kind of semblance of normal, I think it's really important to me that we get off at like the greatest foot forward. Um, And so I think this time has really been about planning for that and preparing for that. And, you you know, thinking about some new protocols, um, potentially a little bit of like a rebrand, just kind of bring freshness and new life to BonPuff. So that's how I've been using this time. That's so wise and so good. I mean, it's hard
0: mentally, at least for me, it was like year of my... Like events that I've worked for for ten years that mm. I got that I actually landed, mm. and then it, wow, okay, how? I mean, we have time; we have more that time yeah. than we ever had. And so, for me, it was like kind of that mental, uh, mental like gymnastics every day of like, okay, totally this is a good thing to be doing, but like this isn't what I wanted to be doing.
1: Right totally. Now. I mean, I I hear you. Like, I I. <laughs> I have never expected, like, for work to just ever stop. You know, I think you know, there's always that idea, like, oh, maybe parties will kind of, like, it kind of goes in waves, you know, like, seasons. But, like, for actually, like, I mean, in that first week of the quarantine shutdown, I mean, it was, like, email after email of cancellation and postponements. Um, and that was, you know, definitely, like like, hard, never having experienced that before. And obviously, you know, it's the same for you. Just clients are the priority and making sure that clients feel safe, clients feel taken care of. And so that has been a a big part of the season. It's just the admin work to make sure that our clients are being taken care of and listened to and, you know, making sure that if there is a cancellation, no worries, we'll work it out. If there is a postponement, no worries, we'll work it out, you know?
0: Right, right.
1: So obviously,
0: like, you... Uh, there's honor in it being small and but you were saying like you know obviously like you want to take on puff to the next level what does that like look like what are some dreams that you have um if you're willing to share sometimes these are like on lock and key but
1: for sure I think yeah for for this season there is a couple things that are definitely still in the works and you know, just trying to figure out a lot, but this has always actually been a dream of mine since the very beginning. And there's no actually like plans for this in the near future. But I just, I love to, anyone who listens. I love to say that my biggest dream for Von Puff would be, to be one day have like a brick and mortar, um, Amazing. like just a little little hole in the wall Tokyo style little cotton candy shop, um, a place <laughs> where people could come get just a cloud of sweetness and in all of our fun flavors and fun shapes. I think that would just be the absolute dream. Um, And so yeah, no like plans for that. But that's something I always think about and always revisit. And that I think would just be the pinnacle.
0: Oh, my gosh, that would be amazing.
1: (laughs) It really would. I mean, I that would just be I could just see myself there just like spinning up cotton candy making people happy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Do you have some time for some fun questions, like lightning round questions?
1: Oh my goodness, of course. That sounds so fun. Okay, cool.
0: Um, so I just like the listeners to learn a little bit about you as a person. Mm. So like, What is like the last or favorite book you've read recently?
1: Okay, let's see. I've actually been reading a lot just because there's been time. Um, yeah. The last book that I read was The Nightingale by Kristen Hannah. I believe is her name. Um it's set in World War II era in Mm -hmm. France during like Nazi occupation. Um so it's a pretty intense book. It'll you'll definitely be like on the edge of your seat through the entire thing. Um, but it's about these two sisters kind of like surviving. Um and it's definitely one of those books by when you get like to the end of it, you're like, I wish I could go back in time and reread it. Um, because it's just it's definitely like an adventure. Um, And then I actually Mm -hmm. just started The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett, I believe is her name. Um, And that actually, again, is about two sisters. um, And so I'm really enjoying that. It's written really well. Definitely good pace.
0: Ooh, amazing. Cool. Well, I'm going to add those to my Audible because that's how I have to read these days. (laughs) I know,
1: totally. I have like an ongoing list. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What are some of your favorite podcasts, or do you listen to
1: podcasts? Yes, I love podcasts. It's so hard to choose, so I'm actually going to say two, if that's okay. (laughs) Um, The first one is Cherry Bomb. I don't know if you've heard of that podcast. But it's about – it's interview style. It's women in the culinary world. Um, It's super inspiring, I think especially just because I think historically um, the culinary world, food worlds. I think it's been hard for women that has been not the most friendliest industry for women. So it's super inspiring just to hear people's stories, Um, chefs, entrepreneurs, um, authors. I always get really, really inspired by that podcast. Um, And then my second favorite podcast is um, naked beauty. It's um, like a beauty and wellness podcast um, specifically kind of about um, like clean beauty And the host, Brooke DeVard, she's awesome. She's just like has such a calming voice. And I always hear about so many awesome brands and awesome women through that podcast as well. Cool.
0: Um, What is your morning routine?
1: Okay. My morning routine. Well, as, okay. Working in the events industry, it is so, so difficult to have any semblance of a morning routine. I don't know if you're the same way, but I just feel like every week is so incredibly different than the next. It's so hard to like really like have anything set in stone. Um, especially just in the summer, spring and summer when there's events happening kind of during the week also, it's really, I, I, I've always struggled with that a little bit. Um, but when I can have some sort of morning routine, especially right now, um, I've, I've settled into a pretty good just routine of, you know, trying to get up, um, coffee, um, me and my husband usually have like a little like meeting about the day, what we're going to tackle. Um, when we can, we try to, you know, go outside, we surf together, um, you know, hike, do something out in nature um, just to get the day started well. That's awesome. You said coffee. How
0: do you take your coffee?
1: So I, I am like a lover of just like warm, like morning beverages. So I love matcha. I love tea. I love coffee. I love it all. Um, But I've been recently doing um, black coffee with a little bit of cinnamon and a little bit of raw honey. And that's been my go-to.
0: That sounds so good.
1: (laughs) Okay,
0: so the final question, Chloe, is what is some of the best business advice you've been given?
1: Great question. I It really comes back to just the main idea of just start. Use what you have, get started. Um, it's mm-hmm. never going to feel like the perfect time to start a business because it's a lot of work and takes just a lot of devotion. but you know you just got to start somewhere and plan for what you want it to be, but don't be afraid of just getting started. Wow.
0: Wow, this was a very informative and like ins- inspirational conversation with you, Chloe. I am like, again, just to wrap this all up, I am so glad to know you. And thank you so much for like giving me 30 minutes of your time.
1: Oh my gosh, Carly, this was so, so awesome. It's just so great to connect. You're someone I really look up to. So it was such a pleasure just to be able to share my story with you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carly. <laughs>
0: This podcast is edited and published by the Primary Pedal Studios, written and hosted by Carly Rae Williams. Show notes are located at our website, carlyraeweddings.com forward slash Class. If you like what you heard today, subscribe, rate and review us. Sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content and bonus episodes. Thanks for joining us as we scale the mountain of success. This is Bossy Class.